0: you wonder who makes those decisions though you like now you got you got you got a new captain in is it the new captain making the decision or is it the the coach doing it or yeah who who is actually making that decision now you're like and i think oh yeah i don't know i i morgan was very much right like, this is how we're doing it but i'm not convinced that butlers quite the same type of person and i'm are leaning on uh Matthew Mott a little bit more or but there's somebody else there. You know, there's you know there's some there's some pretty um powerful figures in that squad. you thought there was was Root chipping in, was um Stokes chipping in a little bit, Bearstow possibly.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Caught Down a Leg Side. In this month's show, which we recorded just before the World Cup final, we discuss Tremors and Smithies' Indian World Cup adventures. We chat the World Cup on the field and where England went so wrong. And Jerry, after a week in Australia for the women's big bash, chats through the tournament thus far. I hope you enjoy the episode. Evening, gents, welcome to this month's podcast. How is everyone?
0: All good, thank you.
2: Very
1: well, thanks. Now, let's get this right. Tremors and Smithy, you're back from the World Cup in India. Smithy, you're now in Barbados. Jerry, you're in yeah. Spain. But clearly, life is good for you, Free. Yeah, I just got back from
2: Perth as well, actually. I <laughs> spent a week out there watching a bit of WBVL. So, yeah, nice, nice break now. <laughs>
1: No comment to any of that Right, listen, lots to cover this month I want to go through the World Cup uh, But we'll also touch a bit on the women's Big bash as well, particularly as Lindsay Is uh, is out there playing But let's start with Smithy and Tremors In, in India, how was it?
0: Nuts uh, as usual
1: of... So, What games did you catch out there?
0: England, South Africa to start off with, unfortunately Yeah uh, And then we saw England, Sri Lanka, was it Smithy?
3: Yeah, Bangalore. And then we we ditched England then. We were gonna go up to look now for England, India, but decided to ditch that and go to Chennai for Pakistan, South, South Africa. Africa, which yeah. was probably the best game of the tournament so far. And then up to Pune for Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, and New Zealand, South Africa, and then Mumbai for India. Sri Lanka finish
1: what was it like out there in terms of like how big the tournament is Uh,
3: absolutely huge if there's an Indian game on yeah if an Indian game on you, you you don't see it as much as I thought you would see it in the cities but every bakery bar hotel wherever there's a telly it was on the telly yeah. So everybody's watching it, but there wasn't as many billboards as what I thought they'd be promoting it. But obviously everybody knows, knows it's wrong because so everybody's watching it on the TV. You didn't get many people out to the games, as many as what you would have thought, I don't think. I would expecting there to be more fans at the non-Indian games.
1: How many fans were there from you know other countries? Not, not that That's many, really.
3: Minimum. Yeah, yeah. Miami had seven there.
1: That's because their packages were flipping sky high in yeah. pricing. Yeah.
0: I think there's quite a few English people who have probably gone out for the this stage, the semi-final and the final, presuming that England were going to be out there contesting it. Um there, there were a few people from other countries, but but not that many. Uh, I think when there was the games, when they started meeting a little bit more, a few more Indians would... would Go and watch it, but if there was like nothing riding on it, they weren't that interested. Um, but a couple of games, and there's a bit more riding on it. There. There's a few more there getting in the afternoon after work and stuff like that. So, but the, the grounds are so big, it always looks like there's not many there. Um, yeah. the, the India Sri Lanka game in Mumbai was like nuts, it was just it's quite one of the smaller grounds, but it was just absolutely crazy, in there. and it was piping hot as well. <laughs>
1: Were and you guys you right got... in amongst it, or did you uh, manage to secure some uh, VIP?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that the seats are made for people who are seven stone. <laughs> well, not 17. <laughs> we took it in turns to lean back in the seat and lean forward, but we couldn't both lean back at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Mumbai wasn't great. Pune was, was pretty good, Bangalore was a bit nuts. Chennai was awesome. The tickets we had there. Chennai was a fantastic place. You'd love to have a test match there. That was really good. Yeah, but Mumbai was probably the, the worst one, I should think. And we had two yeah, we, had we had two, had, two games uh, t-
3: there. Puna tickets were well, good. We managed to get behind Bowler's
0: arm, didn't we? They yeah. were good. Once we got there. <laughs> Which is another story. I was gonna ask about
1: <laughs> the inevitable uh, off the field incidents. So uh, yeah, go on, tell us more.
0: Well, it was, it, there was nothing, nothing sort of too bad. We got we got stuck in a pub one day watching cricket on our day off, which got a, bit, a little bit sort of a little bit messy. We got free food out of it if you're drinking so much, though, so that was always quite good. Um, it was a Puno was a fantastic one. It's like one of those ones like an hour out of town, and you get there and they drop you off, and you've got a walk round 180 degrees around the ground to get into the entrance. It was like, oh god. Here we go again. Um, then we did that, we did that twice, and we're like, God, this ground's in the middle of nowhere. And we got a cab back from um uh, from Pune to Mumbai, and this brand new fantastic motorway goes right past the ground, but there's no no exits to get off it. So you can't <laughs> even get to the ground. You can't even get to this. But we we waved it as we went past. We thought that'd be a great place to have a ground. Oh, there is one there. <laughs> so yeah that, that was quite that was quite interesting and fairly frustrating as well to be quite honest
3: the the, the signpost from miles out to the pony ground off the one of the highways we were on and he kept following the signs following telling the tuk-tuk guy where to go and you end up in a car park and when you get out of the tuk-tuk in the car park there's then no signs to the ground and we ended up going through somebody's garden, didn't we, Just had to get some get somewhere big. They, were, they were doing they were doing chai and samosas in the garden because they knew that the only way people could get from car park to ground.
0: we thought, we thought it was a security post hat like that. We got in and they're like, well, I'm not interested in your tickets. Do you want to buy buy a cup of tea?"
1: <laughs> what was the um, What was the selfie cam?
0: <laughs>
3: the car park what best one wasn't it
0: oh no it wasn't
3: <laughs> so we, we, we didn't care to the, Sri Lanka playing Afghan we've got Sri Lanka shirts on some Afghan guys come and start shaking hands and talking to us and then an India guy comes over with his son and he wanted a picture with us all and then he said my son's really talented he knows all three national anthems do you mind if he sings them for you <laughs> Oh, Sri Lanka and Afghan must have the two <laughs> longest. we're you know, to do Afghan world first, not, oh, <laughs> this. we don't need to win it. <laughs> we'd, have
0: the, we'd have missed the first power play if we'd stayed for all the national anthems. <laughs> well, let's yeah, talk that, on the pitch. That, that, that the let's thing.
1: talk on the pitch. So, obviously, it's been a absolutely appalling World Cup for England. Where, where do you think it's gone wrong? Because you know, we all sat here probably on the last show talking about the squad that we would take and it's pretty similar to what was selected. Where do we think it's gone wrong?
3: Tactics for me. Thinking they could go in and blaze blaze away from the word off when clearly the, the way that they should have played is keeping wickets in the tent. Runs come quickly anyway with the outfields being so quick. Who we were three or four down in the first ten overs in every game? And you, you just can't recover to put any pressure on later on in game once you've lost three or four early wickets. And that, that either that's poor form or poor management or how they approached it, but they changed their mind a little bit in the last two or three games and and, and tried to keep wickets in the tent a little
2: bit more. Yeah. Are oh, we do, do we think there was a bit of arrogance there? Do they think it's just a question of pitch up and we'll be okay? yeah definitely
0: mm. yeah yeah I think some of the tactics about sort of um uh chucking the oppo in as well um oh, especially in well, kind of the hot, a couple of the hot days uh yeah that Mumbai one. I mean David Woody was cramping up after about half an hour I think mate you've got another three and a half hours to go here um stuff like that you think oh what what was the thinking you thought somebody would have had a bit of knowledge and thought I don't think we particularly want to field in 40 degrees here yeah. um you know because you know it, it one half's always in daytime and one halfs always at night that, that's the way that it goes and so you think you know we're, we're used to building when it's a little bit cooler but going out say we'll run around because because it's a long session as well because don't none these three and a quarter hour sessions they they're all four hour sessions out there as well I know people are running on and off all the time with drinks but you know four hours in 40 degrees stifling heat. I mean that first one in Mumbai it, it, that was hot. Yeah, that was hot. So, um, just yeah, and and why that why people didn't perform, you you don't know whether there's something going on behind the scenes with it, you you don't know. But no, nobody performed until the last couple of games, did they?
3: And 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 also, they changed the team in the first four games to try and correct what might have been wrong, but it wasn't necessarily the team, it was how they were playing, and then. They decided then, once they were out of the tournament, that they'll bring some at younger end in, which they waited until they'd been knocked out before they did, which seemed. A, I don't think they knew what the
2: best team was.
3: No, probably there, still
2: there, there was there, definitely some scrambled thinking there. Um, you know, we, we looked at the squad as Freddie said, and I think we all agreed that that was, a, you know, pretty good squad. That was the one we were all all gone with. Um, so something's definitely wrong there with the prep and, and the setup and how they went into these matches, and, and, and as you say, Smith, that some of the decisions around selection was, was was pretty wild at times. It was almost like pressing the panic button.
0: That Mumbai yeah. one, when when there was a like, piping hot, Willie had gone down with cramp you know, halfway through the game, mm-hmm. and then you find him batting number seven. You're like, I don't get mm-hmm. why David Willie. I mean, yeah, great going in for a bit of a slog at the end, but going in at, at number seven, is he the seventh best batsman in the country? And fifty over cricket, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, and it it felt to me at, at times they were trying to take decision making that you would necessarily do in a twenty twenty game in India into a fifty over game. So, like you were saying, Tremor's about batting for uh, batting second in Mumbai because of things that you know the dew and everything else that can that can play a part in in Indian conditions. Well, that's all well and good in twenty T20 cricket when the games are later on but actually if you're waiting for stuff like that to affect you it's not going to work Mm. in 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 50 over cricket because before those things become advantageous to you you could potentially be four or five wickets already down
3: i think something with that though Freddie, is that they've got it in the head early doors that we're a better team chasing and they didn't play the conditions they just played we want to chase if we win the toss yeah, um, yeah, and that, that's why that's why the bowl burst. So so they could chase. They didn't have any regard for the conditions or bowling in forty degrees. They just wanted to chase, which which was very naive as well.
1: Yeah, and, and Nasser Hussain made a decent point as well, and that uh, we, who, who clearly ne- never made a bad captaincy decision at the toss.
0: <laughs> um, Not but- even in Brisbane.
1: <laughs> but but I say that, you know, at times you, you just have to take your gut instinct. You know, you are there doing that toss in Mumbai, as you say, the heat is stifling. You know, forget looking at previous stats, etc. Use your gut instinct to look what are the conditions like right now.
0: You wonder who makes those decisions though. You're like, now you've got you got you got a new captain in. Is it the new captain making the decision or is it the the coach doing it or yeah, who who is actually making that decision now? You're know, like and I think oh yeah, I don't know. I think Owen Morgan was very much right. Like, this is how we're doing it, but I'm not convinced that Butler's quite the same type of person and that, and perhaps you're leaning on uh Matthew Mott a little bit more, or that there's somebody else there, you know, there's you know, there's some there's some pretty um powerful figures in that squad and you thought there was was root chipping in was um, Stokes chipping in a little bit Bairstow possibly yeah yeah well I think he spoke his hand up
3: and said it's all my fault because I'm I am focused on 50 over. but I think that's just a, that's your yeah. football mind deflecting the yeah correct the media from the
2: people who've mm. cocked up what, what do we think about the um, contract decisions that were made out there during the, during the competition then? that seemed to be ill-timed Ridiculous.
1: Well, particularly, hmm. particularly when one one of your one of your players doesn't get a contract.
2: Who, who's probably our best player at, at the time? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are people's thoughts on the contracts and offering one, two, three year deals, because you know, you think that they've gone and offered Milan a deal, and you know, now he's been left out of both squads for the West Indies you know you're like well actually is he going to get back in again to me that potentially is therefore a waste of a contract
3: yeah yes i think the the contract thing is and the length of it somebody like mark wood probably won't play much red ball now because he's he's got a broken body and they're wanting him to commit to the white ball for the next few years but there's got to be a big pull for him to go and play franchise cricket while his body's got a few more overs in it, and they don't want him to do that. So let's tie him in for three years. But the, that's what they're fighting against. That's what the, the contracts are to have control over them to stop and going playing franchise, and the, the franchises are gonna win. That's that yeah. will we discussed that with somebody out there about Jason Roy. You know, they, they won't guarantee him more than twelve months for 150 grand and he could earn double that going out to America so he's no guarantee of getting another contract with with England so I might as well go and earn me money while I can over in over in America and I think I think that's going to happen more and more yeah that you've probably got more
2: insight on that Jerry, than what we have well, well, no, I think we sort of discussed it in one of the, the, the previous podcasts about how it's now coming into the women's game as well as the men's game, how franchise cricket is now taking, taking almost taking over the player's mindset in terms of do I play for my country or do I play freelance? Um, so it's a difficult decision and you're going seeing, to see seeing more and more of it. I think the other thing while we're talking about contracts is Joffrey is Archer. Um, you know, how much time and energy are we putting <laughs> into that guy who is now, once again, broken down, um, apparently, with his elbow? Yes, obviously, when he's fully fit, 100% fit, he's he's, he's one of our best performers. But do we keep flogging a dead horse here?
3: He's training on the beach here with Chris Jordan.
2: Right in the bar?
3: <laughs> no, no, just, just keeping fit up and down up and down the beach. Just like Have you, if you joined
0: him? Have you joined him?
3: I, I, I would <laughs> do a stopwatch.
0: <laughs> well, on your own <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't agree It's like, you know, another breakdown How much are you, you know, do, you, do you keep Persevering with it? Sorry You know, you, we're not going anywhere you know, You've got, got to earn a contract again now They probably You won't want to, would you? We'll just go and play franchise stuff
1: You can easily see just how Much these contracts would have been A distraction, I mean, the fact that Stokes only went for one year because he knows that you got a TV deal coming in 12 months' time, which is going to put him in a better bargaining position. You know you could see that those conversations would have been going around with all the squad.
2: Yeah. Especially if you're David Willie. I mean, it must be awful hmm. to be out there with that with that group, knowing that every single one of them have got a contract of some form other than him. I think it's despicable.
1: Yeah, and when especially given the quantity that were dished out. If it was 10 contracts were dished out, 12 contracts were dished out, but there's 29 contracts that were dished out. You know, it's hard to see how someone in your World Cup starting eleven is therefore not in your best 29 players.
2: Yeah, even if it was a one-year contract, it's the least
0: you deserve. You see see what they're trying to do, tie people in and stuff like that, but, you know, a year... It's just like you know, yeah, tight in for a year. So what? And then I can go and earn fifteen grand a game playing here, there, and everywhere. So yeah, Are you you know what they're trying to do, but is it going to work in the long term? I don't think it is. Is it?
2: I don't think so because I think financially, there is more to be earned outside of your England contract, unfortunately. Mm. And yeah. that that you don't have to
3: go abroad because you can perform well in either of the shots. Domestic games to get yourself contracts worldwide. You don't have to play for England to be seen playing the shorter version of the game to earn the big money. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there'll be players in the next year or two who will, will earn more money than the centrally contracted players who never play for England.
0: Sad, isn't it? They'll be remembered for very shortly for uh, you know uh, quite a good. One day career twenty over stuff like that, but they'll never, never get a shout in the England setup and stuff like that. And you think, oh, that, that should always have been your pinnacle, shouldn't it? But unfortunately, it's not nowadays.
3: I think it's still just at the moment, but I don't think it will be for much longer.
1: Money will always talk. Money will always talk. Going back to the World Cup, one thing I wanted to to, to ask was about your thoughts about quality of umpiring and it's gunners gunners not on this week's uh this month's episode but in terms of umpiring i mean it just seems to have been quite a number of very strange decisions that have been happening in in, in the tournament
3: i think it's been pretty pretty good overall i mean the, the pressure that they're under and to still be able to call it as they see it, i mean there's been some good decisions by illy today because I don't think you 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 get how much noise there is and whether it's a bat pad flick your backside it to hear the difference in the noise I think is a big thing that they go on they, they sort of know by the sound but when you can't hear that sound because of the noise in the stadium I think some of those decisions that they make have been really really good I mean it the only other person who is everything's to your ru <laughs> he, <laughs> he is everything,
0: doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no,
1: but there was but there have been a few. There was one, there's one I saw the other the other day where I think it was Coley that was batting, and it's it's a clear ball down not the leg out. side. Completely down the leg side with a gap of about this much, and the umpire's not even called it a wide.
0: Was that when he's nearing his hundreds, so they let him get away Yeah, with he was his on ninety-seven 100. not out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I think they've done
3: a great job. Whether the third or fourth umpire then gets some grief. I mean, we were discussing one when we had that Pakistan South Africa game, where Worf gave one of the South African lads not out LBW when they were nine down, and it showed the umpire's call, and he was just clipping the outside of the leg stump, so it went as umpire's call. No way he could give it as definitely knowing it were going to hit the stumps. And then he gets slaughtered in the press for saying it were obviously winning. Well, want, <laughs> he won't. They was just like the flight, of umpires' calls. So the press can build it up a little bit as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you've got the pros going, oh, they should just, uh, you know, if it's hitting, it's out. So you, you have a short games of cricket, you know, if you've got no umpires' calls and stuff like that. Oh, I think some of these pros are saying, what they are saying is just ridiculous. You know, it's just just do away with the umpires and just get a computer doing it. You know, it was, it was, dark. I think the games that we watched, I think the umpires were, were, were pretty good. I mean, well, oh, yeah. they were pretty good. They, they were, they were very good.
3: Yeah. I think the downside of it was what we've mentioned before when Gunnar didn't come on is their ability to control how often people go on and off the field. I'll so say again, that Sapper Pakistan game. The Pakistan players came on with water drinks or info five times in the first four overs. There were only three balls bowled in the innings, and they're running on. It's like, hang on a minute, like, You've only bowled three balls. Why do you need to be running on? And it, that that is frustrating when it then drags out to over four hours every innings. Like twelve and a half overs an hour is is pretty shy from a spectator's point of view.
0: That Pakistan one, they're nearly four and a half hours, weren't they? Because they go, they were yeah. five overs behind the, the rate at one stage. You're like, how hey, yeah. hey, can you just bowl that that slowly? I was like, you know, it, it was it was fairly ridiculous.
1: What were your thoughts on the uh, the helmet strap?
3: Uh, I I didn't see it live. I only listened to it on the radio, so I didn't get the context in which it happened. But people are saying. It was uh, six seconds underneath, two minutes by the time it pulled the strap and it went. But I couldn't see, without seeing it on the TV, you don't know if everybody else was ready because what they were saying is that on striker, weren't ready, the keeper wasn't ready, square leg umpire wasn't ready. So there were nobody else was ready at that time. And I I never even knew that the third umpire started timing as soon as somebody were out. I didn't know that.
1: No, and I, I just think common sense needs to, 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 to you know, should be playing a part, and I agree with what you say, there, Smithy. In terms, so I didn't realise they they were timing from the moment, um, because you think two minutes, I think you know most occasions, two minutes is not that long amount of time. If you if you if you pictured someone batting at Lords, walking all the way down from the dressing room on, out onto the field, to take guard etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean Jonathan Trott used to blim in take about fifteen minutes per, per ball to be ready, didn't he?
3: If you're at MCG and you've 50, you have another fifty hours to go <laughs> on top of that. Oh
1: yeah, true. <laughs> but at the end of the day
2: they could they could have rescinded the appeal. Yeah. Said, you know Bangladesh could have said you know yeah. you know we're not going to appeal. That would have yeah. that would have been the
1: right thing to do. Yeah no Tosh I think that's the point. It's just common sense it just feels yeah. And the whole spirit of cricket, you know, it, within the rules of the game, it, similar to Johnny Best, is right? completely out and what have you. But I don't know, you just feel on this one, just a little bit. With the
0: amount of time, the amount of time that is being wasted with people running on with drinks and telling you, yeah, oh, exactly. really, is was that is that worth losing a wicket for? It really but, isn't, and the the say, it's just thing, out of order. Matt
2: Matthews didn't actually go to the umpires apparently and say that he's got a problem with his helmet with his strap you
0: know, if he'd
2: done that, then he'd probably been okay. Mm. But Trish, yeah, Chris, you know, it, it seems bizarre that he didn't even raise it as an issue. But, I um, wonder what the ends were on that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, there
0: you go. Let's leave that there, <laughs> <laughs> But you, you don't need something like that in a World Cup, do you? That's pathetic. Yeah. Well,
1: you just, as I say, common sense. You, you know, you've got people there playing for a decent game of cricket. And yeah. you know, I mean, really, is that how you want to be getting wickets? Just feels yeah. doesn't feel right at all. So, uh, India won today. They're in the final. Are they going to win it?
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going by team batting first will win tomorrow, and then team batting first will win the final as well.
1: Okay, toss driven. I just
3: don't think they're chasing big scores. I think they've all got such good. Powerful batting lineups, and they're all, all all the three that are left have scored big three hundred scores in most of the games when they've batted first. And I can't see a team chasing it down. I thought New Zealand to keep going as long as they did today. After how much the ball moved about in first ten overs, I, I think it was a good effort by them. But they were still seventy short. We know it's... In all schemes of think. A...
1: And uh, to be fair to you, Smithy, you did say on an earlier—I po- mean, actually, I'd say Say to be fair, you've actually you did get it completely wrong. But um, you did <laughs> back you did back New Zealand to to win the tournament. You know, and they made the semis.
3: Well, no, everybody went for India, but as an outside, who else might do it? I thought New Zealand were were in there, and I mean, they started the tournament really well as well. That I think they needed that Ravindra to do well today, we, we when We saw them play, he didn't get runs either. But he's, I think mean, the only two games that he hasn't got runs in has been today. And that when we saw him play South Africa, but he looked he looks a special talent, he looks mm-hmm. really good.
1: Yeah, what about you, Tremis? India,
0: uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I'd like, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see South Africa do Australia tomorrow, but I sort of don't think they will. Um, I think Australia that. Are the only side that could now beat India, I don't think yeah. South Africa could. But I think Australia have got a chance, even if it's an outside chance. And what, what Smithy says, you know, if Australia bat first, put a decent total out there.
1: They got the bowlers.
0: Yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, the, you know yeah.
1: I think the, the Aussies have got the bowlers. If you know, if they if their batsmen can get a score on the board. I,
3: I yeah. think the, the discipline of the bowlers has been so. Key because your margin for error when you're bowling has been minute, as in, certainly as a seamer, any width and you've gone drop it two foot too short or two foot too full, and you've gone the distance. It's been so hard to restrict the runs at the end of the innings by the seamers that that's where India are a class above the others with Bumra and Shami in particular uh, uh, really quality bowlers that start at innings and to end innings they i don't think australia's bowlers are as good as that no, i don't think they are but i think i think south africa's batters could put them under more put, put them under more pressure myself if they're back first i think south africa how they played when we watched them a couple of times can, can really and they've only five bowlers in here as well yeah since think Spandier went brought brought in. I thought when Bumra bowl them first two overs today and, and bowled really poorly, you actually thought they could get after somebody. But you, if you can take one of those Indian bowlers down, they're, they're on to Kohli then, aren't they? As the next bowler. But nobody yeah, think, has done.
2: I think, um, so we're talking about the Australians, Adam had a had a phenomenal um, tournament. Um, but, so he's been quite special. So I think he's probably the main chance that Australia actually got of uh, not only getting through to the final, but 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 have a little go at uh, at India with with his bowling. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I sort of agree with you, Smithy. They don't have a, a massive depth in their bowling, uh, like like India do in terms of the variety.
1: Let's move away from the World Cup and onto the women's big bash. Jerry, tell us, t- tell us about how, how the tournament's been uh, started off down there, and particularly for Lindsay, who's, uh, who's out, out there playing for Sydney Sixers.
2: Yeah, yeah, she was fortunate enough to, uh, to get a contract out there as a, as a replacement player, so a fourth professional. Um, you can only play three professionals in one game, so uh, it was debatable whether she was going to play much at all. Um who, who but, are the other who um, are the Jessica,
1: other who are the other um professionals?
2: Well at, at Sydney Sixers, so yeah. you've got Sus- susie Bates, yeah. you've got Jessica, who's come over from New Zealand, who's a seamer, and you've got Chloe Triumph, the South African all rounder. So they're the three. They brought in uh brought in Lindsay. Um Jess unfortunately was ill um for a few days, which gave Lindsay a chance. And fortunately, you know, she's been in the side ever since um so it's been going pretty well for her they Sydney Sixers have won their last four they got off to a dreadful start they lost um Alyssa Healy um after one game through a domestic incident with a dog <laughs> a dog fight yeah, she read, was separating that. Her home that. did you read that it was a really really nasty uh injury by all accounts yeah sort of damaged her tendons in her finger went through to the bone with the dog bite so she's healing um of the pun, but she's heading ready to go hopefully for to, to captain the side in in India now. Uh, Meg Lanning's obviously resigned her uh international career, so um, yeah, Sydney Six has got off to a bad start. They're currently fifth in the table, they're three points behind Thunder, who are 13 points. So it's been quite competitive at the top. You sort of got uh, the Scorchers. Uh, from Perth, you've got the Adelaide Strikers, Brisbane Heat. They're, they, they're the top three and they're all on 14 points. So it's pretty tight with four games to go. Um, so Sixers aren't necessarily out of it, but they're going to have to carry on winning. they won their last four. They're going to have to try and win at least three of their last four to uh, to give them a chance to get into the playoff or the finals at, the, at least. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of popped out there because I haven't actually seen the uh, WBBL live. So I went out there for, for a week in Perth because you had four teams competing at the WACA. Um, And that was a great experience. I think, from the point of view of where the WBBL sits in women's cricket, I think it's probably at the top in terms of franchise cricket. I was very impressed with the professionalism of it, the setup, up uh, the intensity of the games and the coaching and everything. It's, it, it is a step above even the 100 for what we have over here. So, yeah, really, really impressed. Uh, it's a great environment. And I think the fact that these teams are travelling across Australia from state to state so literally getting on planes and moving around makes it an even better environment in terms of team cohesion uh, and team spirit. I think they really feel um, very close most of the teams there as, as units and it brings out the best of, of the players as well. So, yeah, really good. Um, you've got um you look at the bowl, at the batting stats. You've got Sophie Devine, who's the new zealander She she scored 420 runs, something like that, already this this series. Um, and then you've got the Sydney Sixers, Seema Lauren Cheetle. She's taken 19 wickets. So there's some pretty good numbers coming through from some of the some of the players there. So yeah, I'm I'm watching it. Ninsy's on at 4:30 again this morning. So I should be up here watching <laughs> that um and see it see how we go. But
3: yeah, I just <laughs>
2: There's quite a few English girls out there, actually. There's about 15 England girls that are playing in, in the various uh teams, so um, not unfortunately, most of them aren't doing great things, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a long way to go. It's still four games plus the final, so we'll, we'll wait and see who comes out on top. But I think if I was a betting man, I would say probably Perth Scorch are going to take some beating at this time.
0: Did you manage to catch up with Lindsay much, Dutch?
2: i did i did briefly yeah yeah she she has a competition head on so you don't get much out of her but yeah absolutely (laughs) loving it absolutely loving it what a crowd well Well, that's a good question because they they used to run like the hundred does over here they used to run hand in hand with the men's competition but they they went i think two years ago they went out on their own so it's a standalone women's comp and then the men's comp comes after christmas so the crowds are usually probably getting a couple of thousand um and they're playing in in quite a few of the outgrounds in the states i mean to get to the wacker to wash them at the wacker was, was fantastic you know mm. that's a lovely ground still and they're investing a lot of money to redevelop that which which i was surprised at because i thought that that was it for the cricket you know with with the oak stadium just being built opposite but uh yeah, so they get two or three thousand. Left there. They are the, the back end of the competition. They're looking to play at the SCG and they're playing at the NCG and I think the Adelaide over as well. So it'll be interesting to see how many they can put in for those games. Um, but yeah, nowhere near as big as the 100 because they're not doubling up with the men. So they just want yeah, to run yeah, it as a standalone.
1: That's good though. That's good and fair play to Lindsay. Never know, that, that WIPL deal might be on the card
2: soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just. So
1: one comp at a time See so you see how she goes i mean she's doing okay which is great to
2: see to be fair yeah pass our best wishes on to her thank you
1: will do and on the topic of um australian cricket uh you guys may have seen or may not have seen uh young thomas brown mr blade's son has uh, been selected for south australia under 19s for the uh, national championship so that's uh, kudos Kudos to one of our youngest Addis members. So um yeah, not sure he's not sure he will ever pull on that three in that, that three line shirt, you know. <laughs> I think I think it could he's he's going in the uh, the way out of the baggy green.
0: I want to see him when he's fully grown. He's about six foot eight already, isn't he? <laughs> yes.
1: Listen, guys, thank you so much once again. Um enjoyed the conversation and thank you to everyone who's downloaded. And uh, we'll be back again next month.